Hello everyone and welcome to the Horrible Photographer's Guide. This is the podcast where I take you through my failures and learning experiences as a photographer and I hope that you can learn from what I did to get better as a photographer so you can improve yourself as a photographer. So this is the first episode so I figured I'd go out with a bang, come in with a bang and start with the most explosive photo shoot I've done yet. So let me set up a little bit about what this was before we get into it. I recently turned 34 and since turning into an adult I've found that I need less and less things. And so one of the presents that I get every year instead of getting an Xbox or new clothes or something like that, I end up just getting nice pens or something like that and my parents neighbor does custom pen work and so they took a pen they made a pen for me and this pen had orange and black glittering acrylic encased in a all metal pen click pen and so this pen weigh this pen weighs a pretty good amount and this was my birthday list my birthday present. Now, I I really enjoyed the pen. It, it writes really well. It's professional. Nothing is wrong with it. And I'm a product photographer by choice, not by trade or by anything else. I just find that pr product photography is something that I can really be creative in. I can take a product and I can move it in so many different directions. I can I can make it do things that you can't really do with a model because they get tired you have to do release forms that some people don't like to do and you can get in trouble with it so i really have begun to like product photography more than anything else so i had this pin and the black and orange uh glittering ac acrylic looks like fire and I like to follow a lot of different photographers on Instagram and Twitter and all these other places where I can see them and I can get some inspiration from them. And I noticed that online there weren't really many pen product photographers. A lot of the product photography you'll see when you go on to, say, Facebook uh, workflow photography or some of these other community sites is people take pictures of bottles. A lot and the reason they do that is because bottles are have a unique challenge to them they are shiny on all sides and you need to really dial in your lighting to be able to get the lighting on the outside just right or if you can't do it with lighting you have a lot of editing to do uh, in after after effects or Photoshop or GIMP or whatever you use um, to composite it and to flip it over and make sure that everything's perfect. So I had a pen with a f with a f flame acrylic, and it looked really cool. And I couldn't really find many other pen product photos. And I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy fire. So I wanted to do something that be fairly original. Now, I really enjoy watching fire uh, 
fire painting. Uh, so light painting with fire. So you've probably seen the photos on Instagram where people are twirling a twirling something in the air and it looks like there's sparks coming out everywhere. It's a long exposure shot. And what that is, it is steel wool that they lit on fire with a nine volt battery on the end of a rope and they're swinging it around really fast um, because really fine steel wool will burn and spark really well. So I wanted to do something similar, but I don't have the space or the safety precautions to be able to do the steel wool shots safely. So I decided to make it look like the pin was on fire. Uh, I wanted to play off the acrylic they had already, and I wanted to make it look like it was burning a hole in the paper it was writing in. I wanted to make it look like it was burning a trail through the paper it was writing on. I wanted it to make, make it look like it was causing havoc wherever it was going to be. So some of the original ideas I had was to take multiple layers of glass and set it up to look like each layer had been burned and the top layer would be smoking and the bottom layer would be on fire. However, I found that that was really difficult to get together and to make it look good. I had either problems with glare coming off the glass or a few cracked pieces because of the fire and I couldn't really figure out how to do it and make it look good. So what I ended up doing is I ended up taking the pen and isolating it and adding in fire later. So that was an interesting challenge. So what I did is in my home office, my studio where I am now, which is about a, I'd say six foot by three foot space where I can, I can stretch out and lay down in. And that's about all I can do. Um, I have, I have a product photo station set up. I have two lights on either side set up at 5,000 Kelvin um, with a with a thin paper diffuser on either side. And on top, I took one of my studio lights and I mounted it on top so that I would get three point lighting. And I also have. Uh, paper backgrounds. I have black and white and I can always go out into the 100, 100 yen store. I live in Japan so the 100 yen store and I can add other uh, colors. I've done red before and I've done other ones. Whatever suits my needs. And the lights, while they're not adjustable, I found that I can add in layers of paper or plastic to control the light. Um, so that's what I have in my studio setup. And I also have glass panels to put on the bottom to make a reflection for the products that I take photos of. And all this, all this plus another studio light and reflectors and a tripod really make it a little small. So it was really an interesting challenge to move around to get me and be able to be able to hold the pen at the same time taking the shot. So what I ended up doing is I ended up taking a curtain rod and I put it up on, on top of my little setup 
so it was a place that I could hold, I could put the pin and it wouldn't move. And I took and I attached to that some really cheap fishing line. And I found that against the black background, the black paper background, it seemed to be the best uh, for this because the black is so easy to blend together afterwards um, that I found that to be the best one. The white seemed to, if I tried to blend it, the, the different colors that came off of something, whatever it was, maybe my shirt or maybe one of the lights is actually off and I didn't realize it, or maybe something set at 55 Kelvin, the other one's at 5,000 Kelvin, whatever it is, um, the, the white seems to always be off a little bit. So I found that black was probably one of my best bets. So what I did is I took the pen and I set it up. I hung it while uh, the writing side was touching the base, was touching the bottom while the other side was up in the air to make it look like it was writing. And my plan with this was to just isolate it on the black background, take a different couple shots of it in different positions and then add in flames or smoke or you know burning paper debris later but what i ended up doing just because of space and just because i honestly got bored um, of moving fishing line and trying to tape it and hook it where it kept falling off i just left it in one particular position <clears throat> So to get the burning effect that I wanted, I had to find a place where I could safely take materials to burn and a place that I could put, I could burn incense for smoke and I could burn uh, things that I wouldn't set my house on fire or turn, set off all the alarms. So. One cold night, I drug out my studio lights into my garage. My garage is open and I set up a bench with a black tarp on the back for a black, ba for a black background so that I could combine everything together later. So I had the black background set up on the floor of my, on the floor of my garage and a bench set up just above that. So I could get the separation of the back and my uh, subject that I was taking a picture of. And it was a very cold and bitter night, which actually ended up making it easier for me because I found that the smoke seemed to show up better. My breath actually added to some of the shots and it made it very interesting. However, it was also fairly dangerous because it had rained the, it had rained earlier that day and I had two stu studio lights set up. There was a background set up, one studio light pointing at 45 degrees straight into the camera with no filter on to get a really strong light and another one in the back to get the uh, subject from the front with a very light with a very light uh, and heavy filter on it to really just get fill light. So it was only two lights set up. And so what I 
what I did is I brought out some, I brought out the studio lights, I brought out the glass that I had before, and I brought out as many burnable things as I could. I, f I thought that one thing I wanted to do is have the pen look like it was burning a flame into the ground it touched. And after my failed attempts with making different layers and taking photos of that, I thought that this would be the easiest thing to do. So what I did is I laid out my glass panel on top of the bench that was on top of the black tarp that was laid across my garage. And I put my camera on the tripod that was mounted on the tractor that was right behind me. And I had my remote in my hand. I set up everything and I squirted some alcohol hand sanitizer in a line that I thought would look really cool for the pen to make it look like it was writing letters. So I put in some cursive writing and I lit it on fire and I took a picture and I, in my mind, I had hoped that the flames were, were tall and bright, orange and white, and I could get those beautiful colors and I would be able to take multiple angles and see that, see the writing and maybe be able to combine that together. And burning alcohol doesn't burn at all. What it does is the, the alcohol, I lit the alcohol and it immediately lit on fire, just like that. But then it started off orange and yellow, but then it died down to a blue, a dark blue, almost purplish, and it just stayed like that. So only the very beginning was what I wanted. And I, even after taking multiple shots with, with fast shutter, with slow shutter, it never came out. All I had was a dark purple line, which of course didn't work so well for what I, the effect I wanted. So what I ended up doing was instead of using the hand sanitizer, I switched to the other burnable things that I had, which was incense and candles and matches. So I, for the matches, what I did is I took some clamps that I had lying around, some normal black and red clamps. I put them on the table, on the glass, and I set up my camera and made sure it was focused, set up both of the lights at the 45 degree angle, and right coming in the front for a fill, I had my remote ready and I lit the match on fire and I clicked and I got five or six shots and it was beautiful because I could see the flame go up and burn out into a wonderful explosion and then come back down and die. It was a beautiful, it was a beautiful couple of shots and I think they came out really well. And then after that, I also took a couple more shots and I decided to try and take pictures of the smoke. However, after the, after the burnout of the match, the smoke didn't seem to last too long. It wasn't thick enough for what I wanted to do. So I took out some incense. Um, the incense that I use is just normal green incense that you can get anywhere here in Japan. Uh, it's the kind of incense that you see when you go to shrines. They all burn it to, uh, 
for cleansing or for offerings to the gods or to their ancestors. In my home, we have a family shrine in Butsudan and we use that all the time. So I took it out to the garage and I lit a whole stick, one stick on fire and I positioned, the, positioned it right in front of the lighting, clicked it into the uh, red and black clamp that I had and just let it burn. And I took some shots and put it at different angles, blew on it and moved, the, moved it around as much as I could to get some really nice shots. And finally what I did to really get to really make it look like the pin was on fire or at least it was burning everything up, I wanted to find a way to make sure that the pin was completely enveloped in smoke or like smoke was billowing off of it. So I took a whole box of the incense and I lined it up and just in the stacks that it was in and I lined it up and I lit them all on fire and let them just billow. Now the, the smoke that was coming out, I'm glad I did this at night and I'm glad I had the lights because the light at the 45 degree angle lit the smoke perfectly and I got shots of the smoke coming up and swaying in different S-shaped uh, S curves and I also got other things, other shapes as well. And by the time I was finished, and by the time that was finished burning, the complete garage was just enveloped in smoke. And I'm glad I did it outside because if I hadn't done that, well, I would have woken everyone up in the middle of the night with smoke alarms going off and I'm sure no one would be happy with that. So after staying out in the cold, night for about an hour or two, taking shots of different burnable things and taking different positions and really messing around with my camera, the settings and the lighting, I was finally finished. And I was able to take some really nice sleek pics. There are a few different versions I end up taking. I have a lovely, I have a lovely version of the pin isolated on a back on a black background where and a one wisp of smoke coming from the very tip to make it look like it's just burning that little area and then another version I have is where the pin is at an angle touching the ground and the ground is igniting in flame which was taken from a match that I lit and it just looked perfect. It was at the right angle and it just was at the correct width and everything was how I wanted, to wanted it to be. So I made it look like the when the pen made contact with the paper it had just ignited that paper. And the last one I, I had that I was really proud of was the pen was at the angle it was it was always at um, just like in all the other pictures but the smoke went from one end to the other end and just billowed from, from the pin up and it looked lovely. So this was a very interesting learning experience. I found out that if you're going to use flammable materials, definitely have, definitely know what you're going to do 
what you want to do. If I were to do this again, I would invest in some other materials to burn, such as gasoline. Gasoline burns really fast and it's really bright, and that might be an, a way to put it on top of the glass and make lines and it will have long, big flames, or kerosene might be a good option too. The only problems with those, obviously, is they're super flammable, and if you're not careful, you can burn down your house, your garage, or your studio. Um, another thing I found was that using incense is a good way to get your smoke, and I'm also pretty sure that it's a good way if you need steam, if you use it correctly, if you fan it out, you could get a nice steam effect for coffee or for other products that might be a good, might come in handy next time I decide to do a coffee shoot, which I love to take pictures of coffee. And another thing that I learned is matching the backgrounds, a black background and a black background is a good way to composite the shots together and put them together. One thing I haven't mastered, which if anyone who knows how to do it might be able to help me, is to put the two images together, but at the same time, make it look as though the pen is not covered by the, by the smoke or is not covered by the fire or the fire is not covered by the pen, but to blend them in really well together. That's something that I need to learn how to do. I've seen a lot of wonderful photos of Say, for example, people dropping ice cubes into cups and there's floating, there's floating lemons and there's floating mint leaves and the splash from the cups is going over the falling fruit, which is very interesting and something I'd love to learn how to do. So if anyone in the comments knows how to do that, please share. It'd be really interesting to uh, learn about. Uh, some other things that I found is that lighting fires is difficult and getting the timing is super difficult. Um, if you're going to light a fire, having a black background is, or any dark background is probably the best plan to go uh, with because obviously it's light and if you have it against another light background, that might be, it might not show up as strong and having the black background well, let it stand out. And if you have light, light there, it might be able to really pronunciate all the things in the background or the match or something else that you're trying to get um, illuminated. And to time, time lighting fires, uh, lighting matches on fire is extremely difficult if you don't have someone to help you. So I had to use a, I had to use either a timer and light the match and get my hand out of the way just in time, or I had to light the match from the bottom so the flame would slowly creep up and sit there and wait for it to explode and take pictures there. And it also seems to be good to have hard light to take pictures of smoke, um, which it came out extremely well. I, I always, when I was taking pictures of the smoke, I was trying to think of when you're sitting at home and you you put your cup down, of your cup of coffee or your cup of tea on the table and there's that beautiful ray of sunlight that's coming from a window and you can just perfectly see the 
steam coming up. I was trying to think of where is the sun at that particular time. It's in direct sunlight. When you look at that, the cup is in direct sunlight with the sun coming, coming from the side and the background is dark or it's separated from the background, making it perfect to illuminate that steam. And so having control of the lights, even though my lights aren't exactly the most uh, professional, shall we say, they're the cheapest things I could find on Amazon, having those and ha taking advantage of the softbox and the reflective material inside and taking off the covers and positioning it right, right in the correct way and using reflectors and another light really gave me the opportunity to create the ideal lighting environment for the smoke. So there are a lot of different things I learned from this. I know I can improve and I, I'm looking forward to being able to take pictures of more birthday presents and other things that I can use with fire and maybe improve upon what I've done. I hope that this has been interesting for you and you learn a little bit more about photography or this has just been an amusing story for you to hear if you are a photographer who is more experienced than me. Um, this is this is this podcast is a learning experience for me and I find that by helping other people I can get help as well. So if you are a photographer and you have any advice for me, I would love to hear what advice you do have about taking pictures of fire, taking product photos, or just some feedback as well. And what kind of things you'd like to hear from me in the future. I'm always taking different photos, putting them on my Instagram and my Tumblr and my Twitter and my Facebook. And so if you want to find my photos and you want to, and you want to connect with me, just look up Lance Sensei, L-A-N-T-Z, L-A-N-T-Z, Lance Sensei, S-E-N-S-I, Sensei, S-E-N-S-E-I was taken. So I had to do Sensei, which is one more. Lance, L-A-N-T-Z, Sensei, S-E-N-S-I, on pretty much all social media. Put it either as one word, Lance Sensei, or Lance Space Sensei, and you'll be able to find most of my work. I hope that you really enjoyed this. Keep tuning in for more of my stories about taking photos and hopefully I can improve and help you improve as well on your journey and my journey to become a photographer or if you just enjoy this, listening to me fail horribly at photos. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. If you have any comments, please leave them. This has been the Horrible Photographers pod Podcast. Thanks. Bye.